Hello, you're listening to The Raphael Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and back to the usual, I'll be reading a letter from the Archangel Raphael to a guardian angel named Shariel, who is protecting a young woman named Sarah. Today, in Raphael Letter number 11, the Archangel is writing about the spiritual implications of using a smartphone. After the letter, we'll read through meditation questions to help us better internalize the spiritual truths contained within the letter. Stay tuned on Sundays for new episodes, and be sure to click the follow button to not miss out. Also, be sure to stay tuned on Wednesday of this week to catch a special interview episode. This is a thing that I'm putting into effect. Once a month, I'll be interviewing a person of particular expertise. This week... I'll be interviewing a friend of mine named Jeremy Kiong, who graduated with me from the John Paul II Institute in Washington, D.C., and now he teaches high school theology. During this longer interview episode, I'll be analyzing this letter in detail and talking about how, in this case, cell phones affect us. As for the letter, click on the link in the show notes, www.gmdantes.com forward slash the Raphael letters to read the entire letter and follow along. And of course, while you're on my website, I also encourage you to take a look at my children's book series called Ari's Adventures. You can get the first few chapters of that book for free on my website. I hope you enjoy them. Now, without further ado, let us read Raphael letter number 11, the smartphone. Most beloved Shariel, I had the feeling you would encounter struggles with Sarah using the smartphone. I'm sorry to hear that she seems to be using it so frequently. I have found that this is a struggle which even the most diligent Christians seem to wrestle with. Some Christians are aware that this is a seemingly perpetual fight in the battle for inner peace. The vast majority of humans, sadly, are not even aware of how the machine is affecting them. Then there is the extreme minority of those who have used their machines in a way that allows them to be more human, not less human. For every action of using a smartphone leads humans into a state of disembodiment. That is they are less in tune with their body and their senses. You see, a good number of Christians seem to be of the opinion that they are spirits like us, trapped in a body. Of course, we see how absurd that is. No human would be okay if they were physically harmed, yet they are acutely aware that it is an attack on their person, and they even have laws in place to protect this. In spite of this, humans persist on believing that they are purely spiritual creatures. They are not. This was the very reason that Lucifer rebelled. He foresaw that he must bow before a creature that was in every way truly embodied. Quote, and the word became flesh. John 1, 14. He did not enter into a body, but rather he became one. He became a man in every way. This is all important if we are to understand what smartphones do to humans. 
They are altogether unaware of their bodies when they look at smartphones. This is not necessarily evil for a human to be absorbed in thought, but there is a difference between when they reflect on life in their mind and when they use smartphones as a means of detaching from life. The former leads to a greater connection with an understanding of the world around them, and the latter leads to a greater disconnection between themselves and the world around them, particularly the other humans. The whole practice of using smartphones thus lead to a greater disembodiment of humans. Another word for disembodiment is called death. Not that humans will literally die by doing it. That is, of course, absurd. But you have told me yourself that, because of it, Sarah is ignoring those in her life. She is cutting herself off from them, from creation, and from God. And that, most certainly, is at the heart of what death is. For as you said, she is unkind to others. She is not taking in the beauty of God's creation when she is in the beautiful garden made by her mother Mariana, or she is distracted in prayer by it, and she is always wondering if she has some new message, all the while she is missing the real message that was created just for her. All creation is God's love letter to her speaking of how much he loves her. If Sarah would only sit still again, she would see how much God is saying in the wind, in the flowers, and in the newborn child. God is trying to kiss her cheek in the wind. He is trying to tell her how perfectly imperfect she is, as a rose bush is perfectly imperfect. And in her newborn nephew, God wants to show her how precious Sarah is to him. But she cannot see all this because her mind is always distracted. This is all not to say that it is impossible to have a smartphone and still love rightly. But this is often quite difficult to achieve. As you well know from your basic training in human behavior... Silence is indispensable for fostering peace, curiosity, wonder, joy, and love. Unfortunately, I have found that humans find the silence so difficult to live with, and many humans cannot help pulling out their smartphone if they experience it. Little do they know that this vulnerable silence is the first step toward experiencing true love and joy in their lives. Because humans tend to take it out in these moments, it also leads to a lack of self-control. There are some humans that want to stop getting on their phones, but the demons are always echoing to them the never-ending chant, I think you have a message. These demons have perfected the art of this so well that many humans aren't even aware that they are getting on their phones until they are already on it. 
and at that point, they will see a funny video of a cat, and the enemy has hooked them for at least 15 to 30 minutes. Of course, if the human is avoiding thinking about something very difficult, the enemy will trap them for longer than 30 minutes. It brings me such sadness when I see people staying up until 2 or 3 in the morning because they cannot confront in their heart a deeper issue that is too difficult to face. If only they would turn off their phone for 30 minutes and listen in silence, their God would speak words of comfort to them. But they don't. And so, 15 minutes turns into 3 to 4 hours. All the while, they are left more depressed and emptier than before. And for those who look at images that lead to lust and the objectification of the human body, there is an enslavement that is even worse. And of course, they are no closer to achieving the unique mission that God has called them to. I wish you could tell Sarah what her situation looks like from our perspective. When it is 2 a.m. and the lights are out except for her screen, we see eyes empty of all true joy and love as they stare at a screen. And around her, the demons feast upon her broken will. The Lord was right when he said, no man can have two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Matthew six twenty four. Sarah rejected Christ's peace in that moment, and in exchange, she has given her will to demons who would feast upon it. Yet she defends that to which she has become a slave not wishing to give it up to the Lord. As the incarnate Lord said, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. John eight thirty four. But if she would surrender herself to Christ, he would give life to her soul. For as the early Christians sang, quote, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Ephesians 5.14 Would that God's children might awake from their slumber. Would that they might serve Him and fulfill their unique mission. Would that they might give their hearts to Him alone, for He would give them a drink which would, quote, become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. John 4.13 would that they might give their idols to him, that he might smash them and make their hearts whole again. Though not everyone can smash their phones in lieu of perhaps an older phone model, many require smartphones for their work, and many others besides will not be ready for such a step. And we must meet God's children where they are on their journey to wholeness. For this reason, you must encourage Sarah to limit her time on her smartphone. Inspire her to put it out from her own reach, that she might be present to others and experience the restful time with the beloved of her soul, 
Jesus Christ. This will be difficult at first for her, as she will begin to think only of it. But eventually, this will become easier. Though for many, this will always be somewhat difficult, since so much of their lives and commitments are bound up with their smartphones. I pray for you, Shariel, that Sarah might be freed from her idol, and she might know the freedom of loving Christ with her whole heart. Stay diligent in guarding her, and may God strengthen you in your mission. Servant of his healing spirit, Raphael. I hope you enjoyed this letter titled, The Smartphone. In it, we learned what happens to us spiritually if we allow our smartphones to control our lives. The point of these letters is to bring some spiritual awareness to what is going on around us. To help us enter more fully into these letters and their unique themes, I have composed the following meditation questions, which you can find on my website. While I encourage you to write down your answers to these questions in a notebook to help you engage in them, I recognize that not everyone has the time or freedom to do that. So, if that is the case, then as you listen, I recommend paying particular attention to your answers. Perhaps say them out loud if you are alone, or repeat them to yourself in your mind. The purpose of this is in order to create greater awareness of our guardian angels throughout the day and week, that we might do what St. Paul encouraged us to do. Pray without ceasing. Let's reflect on those questions. What is the spiritual reality that I am now more aware of, having read this letter? What is something I wish I could say to my guardian angel right now? Is there something specifically I could thank them for? What is the struggle I wish my guardian angel could help me more with? Guardian angel, can you help me more with this, please? Please pray for me on my behalf that God's grace might be poured into me to aid me with this. After looking at this letter, what behaviors might I have to change? Or what sins do I need to repent of? What are times and places that I am being prevented from seeing the goodness of God's creation because of my smartphone. Could I turn my smartphone off during this time? Or could I be more diligent about not looking at it by setting it aside somewhere? Who are people that I am less present to because of my smartphone? 
Could I turn off my smartphone during this time? Or could I be more diligent about not looking at it by setting it aside somewhere? Am I distracted by my smartphone in times of prayer? Could I turn off my phone during this time? Or could I be more diligent about not looking at it by setting it aside somewhere? When I'm usually experiencing anxiety or depression, do I lay down my burdens to Christ instead of numbing myself by looking at my phone? Could I turn off my smartphone during this time, or could I be more diligent about not looking at it by setting it aside? Lord Jesus, please help me to set aside my cell phone during times of prayer, of connecting with others, and of seeing your goodness around me. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us, hear our supplication as we cry to you, that we may always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit one God, forever and ever. Amen. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, I will this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule, to guide.